Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Here we go, back and better than ever. T-minus three days and counting. No one is more ready for the NFL draft than I am. I've got everything you need on that. Plus lots of NBA today. Tons of baseball today. Your hot takes in this hour on the phones. My crew is all here. All that is coming, but we're going to start a little differently today. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. I want to start with a little bit of a weekend recap because we had so much interesting stuff that happened throughout the weekend. And sometimes I get upset on these Mondays. You know, I've been doing weekly or daily talk shows, you know, for 20-something years now. And sometimes I get upset because it feels like we come back on Monday and we just forget the things that happened over the course of a long weekend. So we will start with the action. We'll take them back day by day by day. We'll start with Sunday. Sunday. Here's Durant with an eight-point Brooklyn lead. Durant puts it up, puts it in. How about 32 points in his return from injury for Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant in the play-by-play right here on ESPN Radio, back and better than ever. Scored 33 off the bench in a win for Brooklyn and said afterwards, quote, it's like riding a bike. (laughs) Maybe for him. He played 28 minutes in a win over Phoenix. He said, quote, it was a good start. Hopefully I build on this game and keep going. He had missed the previous three games with a left thigh contusion. He's only played in 25 games. Here's what I will say about Kevin Durant, who I believe I've said it before and I'll say it again, is the best pure scorer I've ever seen. I've been watching the game going back to the 70s. So the best scorers in the NBA at that time in no particular order were Rick Barry and Julius Irving and and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I've seen them all, including Michael Jordan. And I've said a million times, Bernard King at his very best was an unbelievable scorer. George Gervin. No one has ever been a better pure scorer. No one that I've ever seen than Kevin Durant. And he makes it look easy. He makes it look effortless for all the stuff that comes with him. He is an unbelievable player. When he plays, the Nets average 123 points per game. No team has done that in a season over the last 30 years, when he plays, they're unstoppable. And oh, by the way, he was also an EP on a movie that won an Oscar last night. <laughs> so it was, it was, all things considered, a very, very good weekend for Kevin Durant. Meanwhile, also yesterday. Sunday. First pitch to Ozuna. He lines one to right, right at Josh Rojas. And seven no-hit innings for Madison Bumgarner as the D-backs sweep a doubleheader from Atlanta. Seven to nothing. Well, you hear the call on Arizona Sports 98.7 trying to generate a little enthusiasm for the very weird thing that happened yesterday. It was bound to happen, and now it has. I turn to hashtag Hembo, my vice president of baseball, analytics, gambling, and much more. And let's make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Madison Bumgarner threw a seven-inning no-hitter yesterday in a seven-inning game that does not count as a no-hitter. It was not a no-hitter, Greeny. Major League Baseball defines this as a notable achievement. It feels like sort of a participation trophy. That's what actually goes into the record book. A notable achievement. A notable achievement. Mm. How would you like to do that? How would you, what happened yesterday? Oh, I went out to the ballpark, and you're not going to believe what I saw. I saw a notable achievement from <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. I've always said, you know, you buy tickets to a baseball game because you might just see something you've never seen before. You might see someone throw a no-hitter. I've wanted all my life to see that. I told you, I've been within one out, never been there. Perfect game, anything like that. I never thought to myself, you know, I might go out and see Madison Bumgarner pull off a notable achievement. (laughs) 
<laughs> he threw seven no-hit innings in a seven-inning game. And that's how it ended. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Again, working our way back through the weekend. Saturday. Randall between the rings. Against Ananobi. Forced right, pulls up for three, and hits it. Tough leading shot from Randall. He's made five threes, now with 27 points, and the Knicks lead by one. Break up the Knicks. The play-by-play, 98-7 ESPN New York. For the first time in, let's just call it forever, the Knicks are the NBA's hottest team. That call came from Julius Randle knocking down a three and a 17-point win for the Knicks over Toronto. That's their ninth straight win. It is the longest current winning streak in the NBA. It is their longest winning streak since 2013. Julius Randle went in that game for 31-10. and 10. He is the clear-cut choice for most improved player in the NBA this year. And Tom Thibodeau is coach of the year by a mile, yes? This was the subject, Hembo, of some conversation. Let me get Nuno. Is Nuno in there today? Hashtag Nuno, my VP of basketball and particularly all things Knickerbockers. Is there any debate but that Tibbs is the coach of the year in the NBA this year? Uh, No. Well, thank you. You're a man of few words, but your insight (laughs) is striking and outstanding. I agree with you. He's the coach of the year, and the Knicks are giving their fans something to be excited about for the first time in a very long time. But the real reason I wanted to do this today The weekend recap happened Friday. Friday. One ball and two strikes on Schwarber. Two out, nobody on in the seventh. Pitch on the way. Called strike three on the inside corner. Jacob deGrom has struck out 15. That's a new career high for deGrom. And it's six straight strikeouts over the last two innings. WCBS, here's what I really wanted to get to, and it is a question for you today. Is Jacob deGrom the best player in sports right now? He has faced 101 batters this season. He has struck out 50 of them. (laughs) Friday night in that game you just heard a moment from, he struck out 15. He gave up two hits. He had two hits. Jacob deGrom is playing Little League Baseball right now. He has more RBIs this year than earned runs allowed. Let me say that again. He has generated more offense this year than he has given up. So I will come back once again to Hembo. Actually, no. I'll go to hashtag Bubba. Hashtag Bubba is the biggest Met fan that I know. He along with Metropolitan Ray. Bubba. Have you is right now Jacob DeGrom the best player in sports? You know what? I'm going to have to go with yes. He is, right? Uh, Bubba, I mean, uh, Hembo, you, 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 were, you sent me a bunch of notes on Saturday morning. <laughs> and again, no one follows baseball. No one understands its history or its present any better than you do. You told me he, you think he is the best you've ever seen. He's not just the best player in sports right now. He is the best pitcher that I have ever seen with my two eyes. And given all the likely baseball changes that we're going to see come down the pike here for the next few years, we're going to remember Jacob deGrom's 2021 season the way that we remember Bob Gibson's 1968 season. He's that kind of good right Why? now. Why are we going to remember it that way? Because he's going to be the face of it. And he's going to be utterly dominant throughout the entire season. He's going to put up numbers that we've probably never seen before. And he's already four starts into doing just that. And, and, and meaning you think that they will? he's going to be so good they may make changes in the sport based upon him? Bob Gibson was the reason, as we remember, that they moved the mound down. Jacob DeGrom might be the reason they moved the mound back. That's how history might remember the 2021 The, the thing is that Gibson was sort of the the face of, the poster for Mm -hmm. 
a season in which all pitching dominated. Yeah, the year right? of the pitcher. But right now, offensive numbers across baseball are down to the point that those se- that season's statistics were through this point in the season. But is that because, A, the mm-hmm. pitchers are so good, or B, because of the way people stack their rotation slash their bullpen slash the way hitters are approaching hitting? Again, I gave you the stat. Mm-hmm. DeGrom has struck out 50 of the 101 batters he has faced. <laughs> I don't care how good he is, that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. Literally, no one would have done that 20 years ago because hitters would have worked things. Hitters are swinging from their heels, Hembo, on two-strike counts. I mean, the, the sport has changed and has sort of met him halfway. I'm not taking anything away from DeGrom. He's unbelievable. But the sport has met him at least a third of the way. I think that you're probably right. But right now, Jacob DeGrom has three pitches better than any pitch anyone threw 20 years ago. He's sitting 99 with his fastball. He has a 91-mile-per-hour changeup right now that breaks off the table. He's at a 91-mile-an-hour snapdragon that no one can discern either. Right now, he has three pitches that would make him a frontline ace. And right now, all three of them are working. In, in, like it, is, it is remarkable to see. It's like a symphony watching him pitch right now. The Nationals essentially gave up at the end of that game to keep him from getting 20 strikeouts. By the way, mm. I mentioned that Bubba, besides Metropolitan Ray, is the biggest Met fan I know. I promptly got a text from Metropolitan Ray who writes, quote, forget the clarification of in sports. DeGrom is just the best person, period. <laughs> that's, that's how he feels. I've got another guy, a guy who works at the golf course that I play at regularly, my buddy Chris Spear, who's mm. a, a crazy passionate Met fan. I saw him Saturday. So the game is Friday night. Right. He said to me, Greeny, I'm watching with tears in my eyes. I mean, he's older. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. He's old enough and I'm old enough to remember when Dwight Gooden came up. Mm. You, Hembo, are not. When Gooden first came up, Gooden was a star on a level, and his, he was that kind of good. I mean, Gooden was coming up, and you were looking at him, and you would think, this guy could be the best you've ever seen. DeGrom mm. is better. I mean, I'm watching this right now. DeGrom is better. I didn't think I'd ever see anyone pitch any better on a short, narrow window than we saw Gooden when he first came mm-hmm. up. I thought, this guy's going to be the best pitcher that ever lived. This guy is better. DeGrom is better. He has 50 strikeouts and has allowed one earned run through four starts. Randy Johnson is the only other person in history to do that over any four-start span. And it's in Jacob DeGrom's first four starts in a season in which he theoretically should still be ramping up. The, the actual interesting question of it, though, is, is he even definitively the best player in baseball right now? Because I come in this morning, and all I'm getting from Hembo is an earful on Fernando Tatis Jr. So we've got to get to that as we continue. We are just getting rolling. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We'll get to all of that. The hot list or the green list today is inspired by the Oscars. Your calls are coming up shortly here with your hot takes on a Monday. We are jam-packed. Glad you're with me. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear hotline. My hot takes are 30 seconds away coming off the weekend, and then we're going to load up some calls in a moment for your hot takes. That's a Monday staple with us here. Want to hear what you're thinking coming off the weekend. Again, that's 30 seconds away. I'll spend these 30 seconds telling you about ZipRecruiter. If you are a business owner who is hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, they have this matching technology that finds qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate in the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Can I quickly say the most 2021 thing ever before I get to the hot takes? Like something that in my whole adult life, I would never have had occasion to say and I think, well, I hope we'll never say again. So I'm going on a trip this week. I'm going to Cleveland for the NFL draft. So I was packing for a work trip yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I have forgotten how. I've forgotten the things that you bring with you when you travel. I couldn't remember. I'm standing in my bathroom and I'm paralyzed trying to remember which things go in my, I call it, uh, it's a terrible word for it, but I call it a drug bag because it's just a bag you put your drugs. Mm. But you know what I'm talking about. Like They call it a dop kit, but it's more than that for me because I have so many, I got a million things I throw in there. So I'm standing there holding my drug bag and I'm standing looking around the the bathroom and I'm thinking, what the hell do I bring with me? (laughs) What do I need? I don't remember I'm going to be gone for four days. What do I have to have with me in order to travel? Now I have been, I started traveling with the Chicago Bears for the, the for WSCR Radio in Chicago in the fall of 1992, I have been traveling regularly for work for, what is that, th- 29 years, and I'm standing in my own bathroom yesterday, and I am paralyzed because I cannot decide what I need to bring. And it's just, it was the weirdest feeling. I actually had to sit down with a pencil. No. And make a list. You wrote down your list? Like toothbrush? I just wrote down like what? No, no. Toothbrush, I know. Like you're going like, to camp? Like, kind of like I'm going to <laughs> camp. Yeah, so I was like, Stace, can you put my, my initials on certain things? Because who knows what's going to happen. I, it was just the weirdest feeling. And so many may not know this, but Bubba, our disheveled board operator, uh, before his very successful career in radio production, actually was a specialist in this field and wrote the best-selling book in the history of the genre. And it's called Packing. By Bubba. And, and so, Bubba, I just wonder, if, is that something that is common, that someone who has not taken a trip in that long? I have not been on an airplane since, since I went to the Super Bowl last year, which is just, I don't know that I had gone a month in the last 20 years without going somewhere, and I haven't gone anywhere in, in a year and change. So, Bubba, I just wonder, is that a commonplace phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, it's like the saying uh, goes, packing is not like riding a bike. <laughs> That's correct. That is the saying. And, and it's, extreme, it's extremely well known, and, and you're the one who, who uh, put that out there into the, um, you know, into the zeitgeist, and I think that was well done by you. So I just wanted to share that, because every now and again, there are things I just feel like sharing, and it's like the most 2021 thing I'll ever say, but I'm going on a trip, and I've forgotten how to pack. All right, <clears throat> it is time for today's hot takes. 
Mine are coming up now, and then they're going to be yours. So call up now with 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We just had a jam-packed weekend. We got the NFL draft right around the corner. You have all the NBA stuff from this weekend, which was awesome. We got all the baseball, which is phenomenal. Your chance for your hot takes is right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. Dial them up. The hot takes today are brought to you by 303 Products, premium protectants and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. Here come mine. Greenies Takes. My first take is that there are too many expectations on Trevor Lawrence. Gil Brandt, who is a pro football Hall of Famer and longtime NFL executive and now analyzes these players, and I know Gil and I love him, but listen to this quote. Let me tell you what Trevor Lawrence is, in my opinion, he said. Trevor is John Elway as an athlete and has Peyton Manning's accuracy. I think you're getting the best of both of them. Hold on a minute. (laughs) Can we hang on a second? This guy has not yet played an NFL game, and we're now basically hanging Elway and Peyton on him. If you make a list of the five greatest quarterbacks that ever lived, I would put both those guys on it. So let's not expect Trevor Lawrence. Let's not act like if he isn't that, he's a failure. He happens to be going to a team that lost its last 15 games last year, and his coach is going to be learning on the job just like he is. Now, the kid has all the makings to be special. There's no doubt of that. The ceiling is super high, and expectations will be tempered somewhat by the market that he plays in, which is to say that if he is struggling there, it just won't be the same as if he was struggling in New York, let's say. If the Jets had gotten the first pick and they took him and midway through the season he was struggling, the conversation would be different. That said, the idea that there is such thing as a can't-miss prospect at quarterback is not real life. He will be, just as all quarterbacks are, dependent on the circumstances into which he comes. So I think he has every opportunity to be great And if things come together, well, maybe he'll be one of the all-time greats. But let's not quite get there yet. Let's not act as though if he isn't Peyton Manning and John Elway rolled into one, then he didn't live up to expectations. My next take is about Jeannie Buss. So the owner of the Lakers, she was on Matt Barnes' podcast over the weekend. Did you see this, Hembo? I did. She named the five most important people, players, people in Lakers history. And she named Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and Phil Jackson. Now, I will admit, when I first saw this, I just saw it because it was tweeted. And they just tweeted the names. And I was going to flip out (laughs) over the exclusion of Jerry West. The logo, you mean? But the good news is, I then went back and watched it. Mm -hmm. And if you see it, she was kind of put on the spot. Like, they didn't give her time to think about it. Like, Matt just kind of threw the question at her. And you can tell she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, she, she didn't have time to think this through. So I'm going to completely give her a pass because, you know, like in the spur of the moment, sometimes you forget things. You might say to me later, Greeny, if someone asks me a question in the calls we're about to take Mm -hmm. and I leave out some really obvious one, you might be Greeny. You left out an obvious one. And I might think, oh, yeah, it just didn't occur to me in that second. But just to be clear, (laughs) to compare what LeBron James has meant to the Lakers to what Jerry West meant to the Lakers is ludicrous. Okay, just flat out ludicrous. Jerry West is one of the handful of greatest players of all time. He played his entire career for the Lakers. He's the logo of the league for crying out loud. And oh, by the way, he put together all those great Lakers teams of the 80s. I would add one more thing. Pat Riley versus Phil at coach is an interesting choice. Pat Riley is not that far behind Phil as far as significance as a Laker coach. 
Phil won five, Riley won four. You could say Riley always had the best team, but so did Phil. So I, I, it's a, to me, it's a, why are you making that face? Which, you think it's easy? No, I'm thinking it through, too. Among all these people, would you put Jerry West first on this list, including what he did as an executive? Well, if you include what he did as an executive, probably. But I think if you're just going to go with the legendary Lakers, I would put Magic and Kareem one and two in either order you want, and then West third. Um, or Kobe, th- well, no, Kobe third. I'm sorry, 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 go back, go back. See, I forgot the obvious just one. just did it. <laughs> I forgot the obvious one because when you just do it, see, you're asking me questions and you're throwing me off my game. Kobe, Magic, and Kareem are the ones that there's no debate. Those three have to be on it and there's nothing else to discuss. And then you start figuring out where you're going from there. And, and again, if you wanted to include... I think West should be on there because of clearly should be on there because of his, his play and because of what he did as the general manager. Anyway, I didn't mean to get totally side, sidetracked by that, but I just thought it was very interesting. My last take, by the way, is that Mel Kuyper is the most interesting person in the entire world. In the world. I want to set the scene for you. I'm having my breakfast yesterday. I love a good breakfast. I'm back at the coffee shop. You know, I'm vaccinated now. I'm back eating outside. I'm back eating in places. You tweeted something very interesting about breakfast. Can you please share that with everybody? Well, breakfast is a really, really good breakfast is by far the best and most satisfying meal that there exists. And it was right after this breakfast that I tweeted that, I think. I love a, I love a diner breakfast, the coffee shop breakfast. There's nothing better. But anyway, I'm sitting there very happily drinking my coffee, looking at the New York Post where Steve Serby did an interview with Mel Kuyper. Now, I posted it. It's on my Twitter page if you want to see it. There's a ton of good draft stuff in there. Read that. Read it. It's interesting. But then they start talking about Mel as a human. Mel Kuyper as a human is the most interesting person in the history of mankind. Now, here's what I want to do. I'm going to hold that thought, Bubba, because I want to save plenty of time for everybody's hot takes. And, and we, got, we went longer on this than I want to, and I don't want to miss any time. So I'm going to go to the phones right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, and then I'm going to save my explanation of why Mel Kuyper is the most interesting person in the entire world. When they make the Dos Equis commercial, the next time, the most interesting man in <laughs> yeah. the world, it should be Mel. Only it should be a commercial for pumpkin pie. Let's put one together. Or, or something else. I will explain why. But we will get to all of that here coming up in just a few minutes. But I did not want to shortchange the opportunity for the caller's hot takes. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. 888-729-3776. If you've got a hot take, I want to hear it. Bubba, who's first? Let's start with Eddie. All right, Eddie. You're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Hey, Grady. My hot take is... um. If Monty Williams isn't the coach of the year in the NBA, I just I give up on everyone who votes in the NBA. I love Tom Thibodeau, but come on, man! With Phoenix hasn't been good since they had the coach of the Nets. <laughs> but I, I'll let it I'll let it go right there. I'm with you. Look, Monty Williams was I think was the leading candidate for coach of the year before the Knicks went on the streak. Phoenix got very good at the very end last year, right? Remember Phoenix? They the just bubble, yeah. missed making the playoffs mm-hmm. in the bubble, but they, you could see them coming. And then mm-hmm. they added Chris Paul which I think has been an enormous factor. Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I can't take anything away from Monty, whom I happen to like very much. And yes, the Suns are an unbelievably good story. If you ask me right now to vote for the coach of the year, I would give it to Tibbs. If you voted for Monty Williams, I wouldn't fight with you over it, Eddie. That's an excellent call and an excellent hot take. ESPN Radio, Greeny with you. What's next, Bubba? Uh, next up is Rick. Rick, give me a hot take. Good morning, Greedy. My high take is 
Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone and the entire Yankees analytics department need to be fired yesterday. Analytics is ruining the beautiful game of baseball with all this nonsense of home runs or strikeouts. I hate it. I hate it. I'm 57 years old. I love my game of baseball, but not this one. I love you. I love that call. I love everything about it. I wish I had something to give you as a gift. And I wish you could see the look on the face of Hembo, whose entire life is analytics. He, there's nothing in the world he cares about the this way— This guy wants me fired. This guy wants me fired. He wants you— well, I don't know that he cares that analytics are included in the conversations on his favorite radio show, but he definitely <laughs> wants them taken out of his favorite sport. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell him this much. If the Yankees stop losing analytics— They'll lose more games, so whatever you want, Eddie. <laughs> I think that was an outstanding phone call, and I appreciated the take. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Ryan. All right, Ryan, give me a hot take, Ryan. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say that the Minnesota Vikings need to take a, a quarterback some way in this draft in the first you know, three rounds. I was hoping we could get a guy like Sam Darnold, but obviously Panthers just swooped in and got him, but... Yeah, that's my hot take. Thanks for taking my call, guys. It's an interesting one. I'd like to see. So let me give you the four names that you should be considering for that. The Vikings are not going to take one of the big five quarterbacks in this draft. So the four names that you could consider there are in no particular order, because you ask 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different orders on these four guys. Davis Mills from Stanford is the one I really like, although I'm hearing more and more concern about his knee injury. That, that might be of concern. It cost him time at Stanford, and I'm, I'm starting to hear a little more concern about that. I love Davis Mills. Jamie Newman, who is going to be listed as coming out of Georgia, even though he never played there, is a really interesting prospect. He had a great year at Wake Forest. Great arm, dual threat, everything you're looking for in a quarterback. Transfers to Georgia and then opts out. So he never played at Georgia. So he's been largely overlooked. He's a player teams love. Kellen Mond is a guy who's been a star since high school, played great all four years at Texas A&M. The knock is a little inconsistency, but he's very good. And then Kyle Trask, who's probably the best known of all of them. This is a guy who wasn't even assured of being the starter at Florida this year and wound up being a Heisman finalist. He had a huge season. So those four guys, I think, are all going to go Friday. If none of them goes Thursday, I think all four of those guys will go Friday, rounds two and three. So those would be some of the options Minnesota might be considering. There is no chance, in your opinion, that someone could slip to 14 for them or slip far enough to where they could move up a few spots? That, one of the top that five they quarterbacks? Would, that, there was, I don't think there's any chance in the world that they draft one of the big five at 14. I think that if they choose to move up, I just haven't heard their name mentioned in any of that. So if they were... I do not think there's any way in the world that a quarterback slips to 14. I think, look, I think at this point we've reached a point where the likeliest scenario is quarterbacks are going to go off the board one, two, three, and four. And if indeed that is the case, you're only looking at one more. So someone trades up to seven, someone trades up to eight. If neither of those happens, then Denver takes them at nine or someone trades up to Dallas at 10. I just don't see any way in the world there's a quarterback sitting there for Minnesota. Greeny on ESPN Radio. A couple more hot takes. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Zach. All right, Zach, give me a hot take. All right, my hot take, Greeny. Uh, love your show, first of all. Second of all, uh, you got three awards in the NBA. Most Improved Player, Executive of the Year, and Coach of the Year. I think that you're crazy if you don't give all three to Knicks people. Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau, and Julius Randle for those respective awards. It's just, it makes the most sense. The turnaround, we've never seen anything this fast of a turnaround as a lifelong Knicks player. It's like finally, a lifelong Knicks fan, it's finally a good time to be one. 
Um, yeah, I just wanted your take on that. Yes, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I, look, we just had Rick call in a few moments ago and say Monty Williams should be the coach of the year. You could go either direction on that. I mean, no one was saying Tibbs was the coach of the year three weeks ago. We were saying, boy, what a difference he's made. He's an excellent coach. They haven't lost since then. And now they were, that's right. Well, they've won nine straight games. And suddenly they're hot. And if they finish with home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs, I think he's got an excellent chance to win it. Randall, for sure, I think is the most improved player in the league. Um, and Leon Rose certainly is a candidate. The question is, are they building something lasting? The question is, are they going to become a place that free agents want to go? That's the big question. And um, let me get one more here as we are doing your calls with your hot takes as we find out what's on your mind, which is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. One more, Bubba. Give me one more hot take. Let's go to Ryan. All right, Ryan, hit me up with a hot take. All right, Greeny, I've got your next job. I know you're busy. Draft, get up, all the things. Your next job could be the commissioner of baseball Mm -hmm. because Rob Manfred, the stuff he's doing, yesterday should have been a no-hitter. We shortened the season last year. We called the Dodgers the World Series chance. We might as well call Bumgarner a no-hit pitcher. He'll be the first commissioner gone out of the three major sports. And Greeny, he'd be great for it. Oh, thank you. I love that take. Well, look, I mean, for those of you who remember the old show, I I, I wanted to be the next commissioner of baseball. We had lengthy conversations about this. Bud (laughs) Selig and I did. We wrote songs about it. Absolutely. So that's the question he's asking. Should what Madison Bumgarner did yesterday be called a no-hitter? He made the point. They played 60 games last year, and they still called the Dodgers the World Series champions. So why wouldn't you call Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning no-no a no-hitter? Apples to oranges. Apples to elephants in this case. The reason we had 60 games last year was for, for obvious circumstances. No, we've been playing baseball for a really long time. We've never had a seven-inning no-hitter because that's the way we've always done it, nor should we change that. Sometimes we shouldn't change stuff. There's no reason to change stuff. If, if, we, if, if after seven innings it would count as a no-hitter, Nolan Ryan would have had 18 no-hitters. To right. me, it's silly. Madison Bumgarner, after the game on the interview, said, I'd like to thank Rob Manfred for, having, for, for these seven-inning uh, double-headers because he only liked throwing seven innings. He I wasn't understand. even claiming for it himself. Let me ask you a question. Mm. Did the, Madison Bumgarner throw the first pitch of the game? Yes. Did he throw the last pitch of the game? He did. Did he give up any hits in between? He did not. That's a no-hitter, Hambo. I don't care what anybody it says. It is not. It is a notable achievement. That's what it is. A notable <laughs> achievement is not a thing. All right, let's just be clear. This goes down in the record books as a notable achievement, which is not a thing. You know what's a notable achievement? Hitting three home runs in a game. That's a notable achievement. I made note of the fact that you achieved that. Throwing seven no-hit innings and the game ending is a no-hitter. No, it's not. Hambo. Throwing nine innings of no-hit ball is a nine-inning. And that's how it has always been, and that is how it always will be. Let me ask you a question. Mm. If they continue with seven-inning no-hitters for the next 100 years, how many nine-inning no-hitters will there be in seven-inning games? <laughs> Let me answer that question for you. None. That's correct. Because they're only playing seven innings. So the point is, it is not a, it, well, it is a notable achievement. But that's not the most important thing I can tell you about it. The most important thing I can tell you about what Madison Bumgarner did yesterday is that it was a no-hitter. Those were excellent calls and hot takes. The green list is on the way. It was inspired by the Oscars. It's coming up after this word from 303 Products. Are you looking for professional-level protection for your car's paint, but without the cost that you would pay a professional detailer? 
Well, there's new revolutionary 303 graphene nano spray coating, and that provides just that. It's 12 months of protection with a simple mode of application. You can do it yourself in no time, and it leaves your car's finish with insane levels of shine and depth, plus the water beating is crazy. Your car will never look better. It also helps to keep your car looking that way longer, too. The layer of protection helps to repel dust, fights off water spotting, does this by making water shed quickly from the surface and lowering the surface temperature so the water doesn't end up drying on the paint. It's also great to use on your car's glass, wheels, and trim, too. So it's now available at Advanced Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, or you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I just want to be clear on a couple of things here before I jump into the green list. One of them is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Stream every single day on ESPN+. Plus. Hembo was with me here. Hembo, who is a traditionalist, which is the worst thing to be. Mm. Um, you are telling me that you believe that what Madison Bumgarner did yesterday should not count as a no-hitter. No, that's not what I believe. That's what it was. It's nine innings long. It was a notable achievement. What did the Baseball Hall of Fame tweet? The Baseball Hall of Fame tweeted, a big congrats to Madison Bumgarner on his seven-inning complete game no-hitter. The cap he wore in the game is ticketed for Cooperstown. Thank you, Mad Bum and Diamondbacks, for sending this piece of history to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, to be clear, Mm. there are a lot of things, if you've never been to the Hall of Fame, there are a lot of things in there that belong to Pete Rose. He's not a Hall of Famer. There are a lot of things in there that that, that belong to people who are not Hall of Famers. Mm. What, the reason I say that is the, the Hall of Fame is a museum that houses historical achievements in the sport. You don't have to have thrown a no-hitter for your cap or anything else to be in the Hall of Fame. But to me, it just stands to reason that if you just look back over the course of the two dominant pitching performances of this weekend, what Jacob deGrom did on Friday night was a notable achievement. And what Madison Bumgarner did yesterday was a no-hitter. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, today's Green List is inspired by the Oscars. So, so yesterday was the Academy Awards. This year, the difference for me of this year's Oscars, as opposed to all the other years, is that usually when the Oscar nominations come out, my reaction is, I didn't see any of those movies. <laughs> this year, my reaction was... I've never even heard of any of these movies. <laughs> right. Like I didn't know any, almost any of the movies that were nominated existed. <laughs> so I had very little interest in the Academy Awards last night. But what I did want to do, I didn't want to do a rote list like, 
Here's the five movies that should have been, you know, my five favorite sports movies. Here's what I'm giving you, and I mean these from my core. The five performances in sports movies that absolutely should have won Oscars. None of these did, and they absolutely should have. Here we go. Number five. You know, for five months now, I've been trying to prove to you, without ever even really knowing who you were, that you were wrong, and that we could get somebody interested in the Chiefs. We could sew that thing up tonight, you know. We were going to cream those guys. Paul Newman in Slapshot should absolutely have been nominated for an Oscar. That is a brilliant movie. It is brilliantly written. It is one of the great timeless comedies ever made. It holds up extraordinarily well today, I might add. And Paul Newman is genuinely great. I mean, he's one of the legendary actors of all time, and he's genuinely great as Reg Dunlap, (laughs) the player coach of the Charlestown Chiefs. In one of my favorite movies ever, Slapshot, he 100% deserved to be nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Next. Number four. Man, that ball got out of here in a hurry. You know, anything travels that far out of have a damn stewardess on it, don't you think? Kevin Costner in Bull Durham. I have one more. Relax. All right, don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascist. Throw some ground balls. Here's what I will say to you about Kevin Costner, and I know this will make some people angry. Bull Durham is by far his best sports movie. It is a much better movie than Field of Dreams. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It is a better movie. He's better in it, and it is a better movie. Field of Dreams is a sappy, overdone melodrama. Bull Durham is a great movie about baseball. I'm not very happy with you at all. Kevin Costner deserves to have won an Oscar for that movie. Next. Number three. What's the matter with you? Next time I tell you to do something... Damn it, you do it or else you're off this team. And the rest of you, what's the matter with you? All season long, you've been laughed at, crapped on. Now you got a chance to spit it back in their faces, and what do you do? You're out there like a bunch of dead fish, not listening, bonehead plays, mistakes. Walter Matthau in the original Bad News Bears. I don't know why they remade that movie. I don't know why they remake any movie. I've said it a million times. They don't rewrite books. I don't know why they remake movies. The original Bad News Bears was a brilliant movie. Walter Matthau, who was an Academy Award-winning actor, was brilliant in it. He should have won an Oscar. Next. Number two. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in. And you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts aren't too tight in the seat. Ted Knight in Caddyshack should have won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. No one has ever overacted as much as Ted Knight did in that movie. And it holds up. It is still funny. Everything he says remains funny. But for me, number one will always be. Number one. You know why you can don't get a sucker, no statue. Give him guts. I told you I wasn't going away. You got your shot. Now give me mine. Why don't you get the hell out of there? Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. Mr. T as Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, in my opinion, is one of it's one of my favorite cinematic performances of all time. It's Olivier's Hamlet and T's Lang. I love Mr. T in that movie. He absolutely should have won the Oscar. That's today's Green List, the five performances from sports movies that absolutely deserved Oscar consideration. I would have voted for all of them this year. To the draft, we go next on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.